0: Welcome to Pure Wrestle Podcast, I'm Mike.
1: And this is Orlando, and we are on episode 33, like Roger Craig status. Is it Roger Craig? You know who Roger Craig was? I've
0: got no idea what you're talking about.
1: So he was the running back of the 49ers when they were a team of the decade, like the first half of the team of the decade. Oh, So it's special to me. I know.
0: There you guys Niners, go. Only real Niner fans out there. So if you're ever on Jeopardy and that's a question and you win it, uh, just give us a little shout out. Pure <laughs> Podcast, thank you for the random Thank you, thank you for dropping the stats on Roger Craig.
1: He was mm. great. So anyways, all right. Hey, Does he I, resell? No. He, oh, maybe probably, he should. No, he probably doesn't need to. I think he's okay. He had a nice football career. Mm. So anyways, hey, I can't believe we're in episode 33. Like 33. It's crazy. You, you think about it? Like, remember episode one and how we re recorded episode one? Yeah. And two and three? Yeah. And it was in a whole different studio. Yep. So, anyways, not to get all nostalgic, but hey, we want to thank you all for following us this far. Uh we our listens keep going up every week. Uh our REG interactions keep going up. So we're just super thankful.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been awesome. We appreciate you guys. Um and you know, hopefully, hopefully some of the information you've been able to get from us has helped you grow. Yeah, hundred percent. And thank you for
1: always letting us know. We always appreciate when you contact us on the DMs or shooting us an email and we'll, we'll drop
0: that contact info later. So yeah. why don't we start the show? Let's do it.
1: All right, so, how you doing by the way?
0: You know, um just to be real, you know, okay. since, since we're real relevant and, and reselling. Reselling. All right. Um, man, it's been it's been a rough couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, yeah, since since so, our last podcast it's, you know, it's been uh, challenging just just life, right? Like I think this is something that, you know, you can relate to. I think every one of our li- listeners can relate to. Um, you got those ups and downs, right? And it's just been my son's been sick, my wife's been sick, I've been sick, doctor's appointment. It's just been a rough couple of weeks, man. So
1: reselling wise, and it's that, that's taking a back seat for right
0: now. Oh, it's it's definitely slowed down. Um, I, I hate to jump right into my quote of the week. Wow, uh, I, so maybe I need get it. it out of the maybe. way and yeah. we'll get more. Okay, good. yeah, all right. Uh, I heard something that was kind of interesting. A guy, guy said this. He said, "Velocity is not as important as acceleration." And the point he was making is, like, when you're on an airplane and you're flying at, you know, whatever, million miles an hour. No, it's not scientifically accurate. but Million miles an you hour? You know, it's... F- like Star Trek status. Yeah, like it does. speed. Yeah, exactly. But the point is, it doesn't really matter how fast you're flying, right? Like, once you get up to speed, you can walk around on the plane. You don't really feel okay, it okay, anymore, okay. right? Once The velocity isn't... But when you're taking off, the faster you're taking off, that acceleration, it pushes you up against... You feel that, right? And so, I would say, like, my sails have been doing fine, And going out and packing stuff and occasional listings been okay, but I haven't had that acceleration, right? It's been, it's been velocity. Things have been moving at the same pace, um, but it's been kind of a, like a, like it doesn't, I don't have that motivation. hasn't felt as good. Whereas, you know, when you get that bit of acceleration going in life and you're, you're outsourcing more, you're listing more, and you've got that kind of excitement and thrill, you feel that. So I'd say, I'd say my sales have been okay. Uh, but it just hasn't been an overall great experience because of, you know, life, life happens. Yeah.
1: And you haven't had, you know, kind of like those experiences like that, you know, Hey, I got a hundred listings done today or, or I got, you know, I'm not
0: breaking PRs. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But do you know what I'm saying? Like it's one of, and I get it. And that's part of like the reselling game is to stay motivated. You got to stay active.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: but you know, there is the other side that's helpful is that once you do get like that momentum, Mm. Right. And, and the velocity is there. Like it, you can hang tight on that velocity mm. for a little bit, like kind of right now you're saying you're still getting sales cause you, right. You built some kind of a pipeline, right? You're, it's not like you're at only like 50 items, right? right? You're still trying to get to the 500. So you're seeing the sales still happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the weird thing is, is I, I guess I've been a little bummed with, with my, with reselling recently, not bummed in the sense of like, a, you know, it's not enjoyable cause it is enjoyable, but because I've been experiencing acceleration for so long, just staying at a consistent pace or like not listing new items, not sourcing as much. I mean, you know, it's been raining in San Diego. So the last couple of garage sale weekends, I know kind of been lame. And it has
1: been pretty bad. Like last week I was all pumped. I had my money. I was hmm. ready to go. And I don't know if you guys follow us on Instagram that day. I scored absolutely not. No, I scored four snapbacks.
0: That's it. That makes me feel really good because that was the one day I was like, okay, finally there's no rain. I can go out garage selling. And I uh, I slept in because I just wasn't feeling good. My son wasn't feeling good. And I was like, you know what? I'm staying home today. I the whole day I'm thinking like, man, I must be missing so many sales. So to hear that you didn't get anything, it's <laughs> so that makes a, me happy. You got an ROI of sleep. I got an, that's right. A little bit of recuperation.
1: No, And I get that because that day was a hustle. It was one of those... I just kept going. Then I hit thrift store after thrift store after thrift store. And you know how it is. There's those days that you still make profit because you're consistently getting one or two items at a mm. store, one or two items here. And so the day's not lost, but it, it was a little tough. And I, I, I kind of jumped the gun a little bit because I haven't gone garage selling in so long mm. that I was expecting, you know, I had these huge expectations, but you know, it's still, it, it needs, I don't know what it is about rain. Cause it wasn't like raining that day. It was mm. raining like the night before for a reason, like people like, you know, close on shop if there's any sign of rain, especially in San Diego. So okay. yeah,
0: rain is no joke here. What about you? How are things going for you? I know you were getting excited about, you know, maybe looking at some, some doing inventory and stuff like that. And <laughs> How's that going I for you? That's
1: exciting to do inventory. Well, there's a few things going on. I will say changing my model, you know, where before it was 70 Amazon, 30 eBay, right. trying to flip that has been interesting because I'm still trying to flip that. Mm. but my major revenue is still coming from Amazon. Mm. It, but it's not like I haven't been working on Amazon like crazy. And I'll talk about this later because I want to talk about promoted listings. But what what I've done is, you know, I've really scaled. So I would say not, not scaled like monumental scale, but, you know, what I've done is I've done a lot of the details that I usually would let go. So what, mm. I, well, what I mean by that is I've been sourcing a lot, dropping off to my helper, and while she's taking pictures, I'm at home taking pictures too of items I've sourced. Mm. So I'm sourcing. So that at the same time, she's listing on InkFrog and I'm listing on eBay. Mm. And so I'm hoping to double the, the listing I'm putting up each week. Right. So I did hit my, we talked about the last time when we were trying to catch up, I wanted to put up uh, about 200 more listings in a week. And I was able to do that. But I, I came short of doing the 200 listings on top of the sales. So it didn't look like I had 200 lists in up being like, you know, I don't know, somewhere in the hundreds because I kept getting sales. But, you know, I will say I still I did do some reorganizing inventory, which was nice. But it's the bookkeeping. That's the one that's the grind. That is. Right. And this year it matters more than ever. Now, I did talk about the government shutdown. (laughs) Kind of being encouraging because it's like, well, everybody's going to get their refunds late. But if you're a reseller, you know, especially if you're full time you don't know what a refund looks like. And so I I've been kind of lagging on that. So I, I need to get on that. It's going to be kind of my goals for next mm. week. So how's your going?
0: Um, fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of those things I, I've started, uh, doing a little bit better of keeping receipts, um, at garage sales. I'm going to, um, like I've, writing it down. You mean, yeah, I've like, got a receipt book. And so when I get back in my car, you know, I, I, before I leave, I write down the addresses of a few of the main stops I'm going to go. Okay. So it's already done. Um, and then as I leave the house, if I got four or five items, I just write them down and what I paid for them. So, um, that, that is, I'm hoping going to help that way. I've got the, cause there's, I mean, for a while when I first started, it's like I was buying items and I was putting it up. And then I'd go, to, I'd get an offer on it and be like, oh, they're, they're offering me $25 for it. And I'm like, so are these the shoes that I bought for 10 bucks, or the shoes that I bought for $2? Because it really? makes a difference, you know? Like No, see, I
1: don't... That's so wild. So I know a lot of people do that. I know some people that use the custom SKU label. Mm. And so when they get an offer, they can look at the label and it tells them, like, what day they, they have, like, a code for what yep. they got it and for how much. I'm pretty much able to remember all of it.
0: All of it? Yeah, it's weird. I, I remember a lot, but there's, like... I mean, I've talked about shoes a bunch, but there's... I've got probably eight pairs of Cole Hans currently, and I've probably sold like 10 in the last couple of months and they start to just blend. It's like, Oh, another oh, really? pair of wingtip Cole Hans. And, and I guess if I just did an average of, well, I buy some of them for $2 and some of them for 10, I could just kind of average out what they're worth, but I still want to make sure I'm making, you know, is this one that I should be charging a little bit more on? Yeah. You
1: know. I, I would say the one that's hard to catch or the to remember is the retail arbitrage ones. Mm. Cause like, you know, you're right. Like thrifting garage sales, chances are you probably paid a dollar to $10 or maybe a little more. But when it's retail arbitrage, you know, let's say you get an offer for $80 and something you had for a hundred. Mm. But reality is you paid 40 yep. and you don't remember, like you could know, have just been breaking even and you're like, yes, I made a sale, but reality is you're just breaking even. Yep. So that's where I think it really matters to have that down.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, that's true. So makes a difference.
1: Well, okay, so you're yeah, you were talking about organization, revamping your inventory process. Doing the, have you done any of the custom SKU label stuff yet?
0: Um, we've got our, we've got the plan for it. We've got the whole okay. organization system. We've done quite a few. We've gone through and done a few of the custom SKUs. Um, we're pl- we were planning on doing a full day where we were just going to go through all of our inventory uh, and just get it done. Um, but you know, like I said at the beginning of the episode, it's it's been a week. Okay. You know, it's been one of those, you know that. There hasn't been um, there hasn't been free time for it, you know. And I guess that's an excuse, you know. You make time, uh, but also, you know, you you have to choose what the priorities are in any given day or moment. And uh, uh, custom skews was not up there.
1: <laughs> no, but okay. So those of you that are listening to the podcast, let me explain to you how busy Mike is. Okay, we're in the studio, and Mike is still in his teacher attire. Yeah, and what time is it? It's like eight thirty at night. It's something like that. So Mike is in his tie. Okay, so. I don't know. I don't know if Mike got dressed up for the podcast, but Mike, I don't think he's actually gone home yet today. Have you gone home? No, I have not been home. Okay. So I, I, hundred percent get where you're at because like tonight, like I, if I was still a vice principal, it would have been one of those nights where I was working all night. Then you do the school open house and I'd have been here recording the studio in, in a suit coat and stuff. So yeah. I a hundred percent. So well, I appreciate the, Mike the,
0: showing up the, for the, the podcast. The, the sad thing was, is I had my nice, comfortable Pure Russell podcast shirt laid out on my bed i was like oh i can't wait to change into this after i get off school for recording the podcast and i left it there It's so okay. You look here sharp. i it's am and my uh my red tie if you're if you're not watching Your on youtube <laughs> are you gonna say if you're not watching youtube you should because i'm wearing a tie is that where you're going with this well you know if you haven't seen if you're just a listener on 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 podcast um let me say thank you we appreciate you listening to us um, but you know, it, it'd be cool to sh- shoot over to YouTube and, and actually get a chance to see what uh, these knuckleheads that you listen to look like.
1: <laughs> Bald and bearded. Yeah. That's where we're at. So. My hair's
0: grown out a little bit though. I need to shave it. It's a busy I got the, I, So, yeah, it's bad.
1: It's all, you know, it's good. All right. Now I will tell you, I am in this weird phase right now as a full-time reseller because I've never, I think I talked about this a little bit last two podcasts ago. I've never experienced full-time in January.
0: Mm. Is it crazy?
1: Well, it's it's not that it's crazy. It's kind of like you don't know where to go, mm. right? And again, Instagram becomes one of those places where you have all these options, right? So some people are going to the Nike store. Some people are going to Raw. Some people are going to Walmart. Some people are going to Target. Some people are just doing thrifting and garage shows. And it's kind of like, where do I go? So mm. I'm still trying to navigate, you know, what is the best way to keep this going? Uh, and again, Amazon's so tempting because as much as I'm building eBay, oh, I didn't mention this, is that Amazon is still, like, kicking in like hmm. crazy. So, and I'm still selling some Q4 stuff, but now there's stuff that I've been sourcing early January that is quickly selling on Amazon. And and eBay's been good, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. So that's kind of where we're at. Do you got any stories you'd like to share?
0: Um, How about you go first, and let me think if I've got anything good to uh, share. Okay, all right, well,
1: I, I got a few today. I don't want to go too much into this, but... You know, there's we're trying to. Get, it sounds like this podcast just started in this wah wah wah, right? Like we're so busy, we don't know what to do. But it's funny because it reminded me of a conversation I had with uh, somebody that was in education. And so they approached me and they're like, "Hey, Orlando, what are you up to these days?" And I'm like, "Oh, I go remember those days where, like, I would go to garage sales and I tell you how much I sold stuff for." And I say, "You know what? I do that full time now." And he kind of looked at me and goes. What do you mean? You do it full time? I'm like, well, I, I do. I do eBay and I do Amazon, and it's enough to pay my bills and and a little extra. And, and I'm really enjoying it. and I have a lot more time with my family. And and this is this comedy just like just stung. He goes, and no offense to anybody that operates a swap meet, okay? Because I think there's money to be made at swap meets. But you know, he said it in a kind of derogatory tone. He goes, so what you're saying is you run a virtual swap meet? I'm like, what? Well, what do you mean? Like, is that bad? Like, is it bad that I sell you? Why? Why is it any worse that I do a virtual swap me quote unquote, than Walmart, who sells cheap goods? Mm. You know, than Target that sounds that sells discounted or Ross or Marshalls. Like, you shop there. So, and it just is one of those that I go, wow, we're still in this place where number one, people just don't understand like reselling, right? I mean, did you have opinions before you jumped into the game about reselling?
0: Um, definitely not any negative opinions. I was, I've, I've always kind of heard people talk about being able to do it and I'm, I'm a dreamer, right? So it's always like, man, that would be so awesome. Um, I always just assumed it would just be supplemental income. Um, I didn't realize the potential for, for being able to make enough money to live in San Diego, one of the most expensive cities in the entire United States. Still mind boggling that it's possible. It's, it's, It's amazing. So, um, yeah, I've never I've never thought bad about it. But but we we are a culture that um primarily we 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 put our identity in, in what we do, right? Like that's one of the first things you ask somebody. I mean, just small talk and and it makes sense. I mean it's a way to connect with people, but you know, you, you meet somebody, and it's like, oh, so what do you do? Right. And and I feel um like, you know, we we put a lot of a lot of our self-worth on what it is that we do or we're not which is kind of a silly thing if you think about, it because um what you do is only one small aspect of like who you are as a person 100%. right but but it is it is a quick way of being able to, you know present something about yourself, but I, I kind of look at it as, um, you know, i yeah, it it's not one of those glamorous jobs where it's like, I'm a this or that. Um, I feel like there's certain jobs that 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 just sound like woo, you know, but it makes money. Right. I, I think it was eBay princess that had this kind of, um, viral thing going around for a while where somebody said, Oh, you, you resell. And it's like, yeah, I still do. And then they said something like, do you make money? And it was like, you should see my bank account. And I think there was a few, a little bit more to it, but yeah. there was, yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's true. It's like, who cares what I do for a living? If I'm, if I'm bringing in money, you know, if, if somebody tells you they, they work at, you know, a gas station or a convenience store, or if they tell you that they're the manager of a, a mall, like n- neither of those things is better than the other. It's are you are you working hard? Are you providing for your family? Well, good for you, right?
1: Well, that was the thing. I, at least I was in a place where it didn't matter to mm. me, you know, because it was nice. you know, back in the day, I'd go to a meeting I'm like, hey, I'm so- and- so principal mm. of this school or you know I'm looking to be a hit of school one day. you know like just name dropping, right? Name d- dropping titles like you feel like this identity. Mm. And now my ROI is the fact that like I can spend time when I want with my boys whenever I want. Mm. Like I don't I don't stress about it, you know. If I need to drop whatever I'm doing, like the other day I, I took my son <laughs> to a monster truck rally, which I've never been in one of those, but mm. it actually was it was pretty expensive. I would say mm. it was more than I thought it'd be, and I was able to get you know <laughs> front row seats. Nice. But But, you know, I was sitting there with other people that were doing pretty well for themselves, and uh, I got to enjoy that evening, and I didn't have to stress about time. I didn't have to stress about finances, and, and, you know, I've done stuff like that. I've gone to Disneyland, and I've never had to worry. I've been able to stay at nice hotels, Mm. like, and I don't have, like, this major title, but I've been able to take care of my family. And Mm. so it was just a reminder that, like, no matter how far we get as far as being non-judgmental about mm. people—it's still there. Yeah, The stigma is still there. The entrepreneur stigma is still there, because uh, I thought we were far removed from that. But you know, I, th- I think a little bit—it's still there. Yeah,
0: well, so. and that's that's the hard thing too—is um, you know, just the title itself. And we've we've put a lot of IG questions out before. People have told us like what they say instead, you know, yeah. of a reseller. Um, but it's it's hard because. It it isn't an indication of your success. And no job title really is because you could say you're a CEO of a company and that doesn't tell anybody really how successful you are. You might be a terrible CEO and about to lose your job or you could be a great CEO. Sure. So it's the same thing with reselling. It's like, I'm a reseller. Well, you might be a reseller that is struggling or you might be a reseller that's bringing in close to six figures and you've got tons of time with your family and all of these things. So um, the title itself doesn't say anything. Maybe just answer with like, what do you do? Um, oh, I spend tons of time with my family. There
1: you, go. there you go. That's a good way. I just, it was one of those like, hey, you know, I got to go on this trip and I got to, I, I didn't do all that, but it was kind of one of those where I wish I, now in retrospect, you know, if I had t- said, hey, as a result of what I've been doing, I've been able to do this and this and this, and I haven't been held back.
0: Just show me your bank account.
1: I know. See, that's the other <laughs> game. I don't like, playing either. like uh, either. Anyways. All right. Well, how about you? What do you, what do you, what do you got going on here?
0: Um, random stories, um, no, I don't have anything, I don't have anything really good or random. He usually does
1: this and then he drops something later
0: on. Yeah, I might, I might, I might think of something as, as time goes, um, but, uh, yeah, I don't have anything super random or exciting other I, okay, than, so,
1: that negative feedback thing that, that, remember the guy was threatening you, where did,
0: that, where did that land? I've got, I've got, like, three items that we talked about last week or the week before that there's still nothing on, like, they haven't there's ski boots that they were supposed to return. They never opened up the return. We told them like, sure, just go ahead and open up the case and we'll we'll take it back and give you a full refund. And they never have. And it's been almost a month. Same I thing with the broken done. dishes. It's been almost a month it's and done. and they haven't opened up a re- return case. And we just told them, send us pictures and we'll refund you. Nothing. Right? They, they've gone dark. So we're at this place where we check every single day because when we had the negative feedback feedback, um, Injustly put on our account by eBay and they immediately removed it. This is a pretty like real episode. It is. Um, We we noticed it was on there for like two days before we were able to get them to remove it because once they told us like, oh, we'll cite it in your favor. They did, but they didn't remove the negative feedback until we had to call again the next day and then they finally removed the negative feedback. Uh, But our sales, we had zero sales while we had that negative feedback up. The moment they took it off, we started getting sales again. So I don't know if that was coincidence, Uh, but so we're a little stressed out about if If we get a negative feedback, we want to make sure to jump on it immediately. I
1: agree with you. I don't think they were connected,
0: you know? probably not but.
1: because what I find is, you know, there's people that still have like you'll see like their feedback's like ninety nine point eight percent. some of you that are listening maybe are at that place where you have that ninety nine or that ninety five. like you're still making consistent sales. I had a funny one because I sold this uh, polo barn jacket. So barn jacket are like those khaki jackets. you know they button down the front, and it was it was vintage. and, I always put measurements, like always, and I got a negative feedback. Hmm. And the feedback said sleeves were too short. I'm like, what? What do you, do you? I have measurements. Like, did you, like, not measure yourself? I mean, granted, I never measure anything, hmm. like, when I buy for myself. And I'm just thinking, like, why does this person leave this negative feedback? And so it was, like, the easiest feedback to remove. I mean, I'm talking about seven minutes. I called nice. eBay, tell them what's going on. And and the person was like laughing with me about it. And sure enough, within seven minutes, feedback removed. Because hmm. the measurements were there. Right. And so and we and we've talked about that before. Like what are the good ways of selling clothes? And I would say if you're selling any kind of clothes, I know people go back and forth. I know one reseller that never puts measurements. Hmm. But you know, putting measurements is just another barrier to stop people from giving you negative feedback.
0: That's true. So
1: hmm. so it helped it just made me laugh because like the measurements are right there, man. It even says the size, and I put in parentheses, please see measurements below for proper fit. So it all worked out. So we, we were good with that. Nice. So I got a question for you. Have you been doing this, the pirate ship at all? Have you checked it out?
0: Yeah. Um, we, we have some other discounts we're able to use uh, through various means for different shipping methods. That's um, that's, so that's, a, that's a Vegas way I'm going to, I can present that. Okay. Um, but, but we've definitely, we've used pirate ship a couple of times and um, certainly it is, it's less expensive than, than just shipping through USPS. Okay. So we're, we, we've been happy anytime we're shipping through USPS, uh, it's definitely cheaper than like the eBay Amount that, that they've given us, uh, but a lot of times we're able to ship through UPS even cheaper So
1: okay, and the reason I say that going we're gonna go into our current topics, but I am fully integrated with pirate ship now
0: How long has it been around like have you been missing out for a while? We have been
1: like I, I was going I was doing some research And I was going on YouTube and there's like YouTube videos from I don't know maybe a year ago Like Man. maybe it has been longer and because there's other programs like it there's like fit shipper and there's some mm. others where you got to pay but Yeah. And it's one of those, like, you know, you know, anything about me, like I need to hear things a few times before I apply it. Right. And it was really nice. And uh, I'll just, you know, we'll talk about this. So you notice our last episode, we, we began to ask, Hey, if, if you really appreciate the show and you value what we've been doing, like we'd appreciate your donations. You know, there's a link at the bottom for you to be able to donate directly through PayPal or to subscribe monthly to donate. And again, we're always going to offer the content free just if you ever want to help us out. Because, you know, this takes time away, right? I mean, right now you're losing time with your family Mm -hmm. and so on and from reselling. And and it's just another way to say thank you. And somebody had actually messaged us and said, we donated to you the money that we saved on Pirate Ship. Yeah, I saw that. That's awesome. That is so awesome. So, I just, you know, thank you guys that have donated so far. If you haven't had a chance and you'd like to, there's a link at the bottom of this YouTube video. There's also a link in our link tree and our Instagram. Hey, we're here for you. We never want to charge you for content. Mm-hmm. We always want to be able to provide this for free. For free. For free. So with that said, make sure to follow us if you're not following us on IG. There's a lot of stuff we're dropping on IG. Pure So yeah. on Twitter, Pure also cast on Facebook or Pure also podcast. Give us a call, 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. Always feel free to email us at PurePodcast at gmail.com. Am I missing a platform?
0: Probably a couple. Okay. But well, that's
1: we're, okay. We're Pure everywhere except on Twitter. Up.
0: Just Google us.
1: Just just <laughs> I don't know. You know it's so funny? When, when I've Googled us before just to see what shows up and it, like some of the IG posts show up. That's funny. Like, it's so random. Isn't that what's weird on there?
0: Maybe let us know if you're a listener. Google yourself. Do you ever find anything? Is it weird? It is. What weird. happens when you Google yourself? When
1: I type in my name, I, I could be a coach of a mm. soccer team. I could be uh, an Olympic so, swimmer. So there's uh, other Orlando. Like yeah. yeah. Oh, you dropped my last name. On I'll podcast. edit that out. On the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's interesting. There, Yeah, there's a lot more of me out there. That's actually not my full name, though. So that's, mm. that's okay. That's okay. We'll keep it mysterious.
0: Yeah, we'll keep it mysterious. And And all they heard was the beep. Or what 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 sound effect should I use to replace your your last name? <laughs> the again? hustle the week sound effect. Oh, my made up, one? Yet,
1: the woo, made up one. Yeah, that one. All right, let's keep going to topics here. So I wanted to talk about this, and we're going to talk about this in the next podcast because uh, our next podcast is a Q and A. A lot of you on on IG sent us a lot of questions. You kind of wanted us to answer, and we're not going to answer them like gurus. We're going to answer them as ones that have had experience or kind of what we hear from other resellers. So one of them was about drop shipping on eBay. Mm. And I don't want to go into, you know, is it good? Is it worth it? Is it, it's just eBay. I, it seemed like in this last month they dropped the hammer on some of the drop shipping.
0: So do you understand what drop shipping is? I do. Yeah. All right. What, so, what's your so, perspective? so drop shipping, um, specifically like just through the eBay platform, uh, would be a, Another reseller selling your item for you at a higher price essentially is okay. what is what's happening, right? Okay.
1: So well, it can happen to
0: you, and and it, I'm not
1: saying just to you, but keep going.
0: Okay, or or you could do that for somebody else, right? Like, <laughs> or you sell some <laughs> else's service. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're you, you're helping them sell their item for them. Which, um, if you're making money, I'm all good with it. Like, hey, if they get their. We have some listeners
1: that are drop you know that? Hey, that's awesome, man. So if it, it works. It works, but it's funny how you mentioned that because you've encountered dropshipping.
0: Yeah, and I had no idea what it was to start with until like I realized like this is going to like a customer because it was the thing that was just interesting to me is it was in the message to me. And I've noticed that this seems to be a common dropshipper message, um, but it's just like, I don't want to say dishonesty, but like, come on now. This item is a gift please do not um, include yes, an invoice. I, I know, I know. Please remove. And so when you see all that stuff, it's like, at first I was like, man, this is really weird. And I thought, man, this person must have, like maybe they own a store or something and they sold an item and they realized they were out of stock and so they had to buy it on eBay really fast. And then you taught me what a dropshipper was. And I was like, oh, it didn't hurt my feelings. I sold my item. I was happy, right? So,
1: so those of you that are brand new to reselling, okay, if you get a message that says, Something to the effect, sometimes it will say, this is a gift, please don't don't include an invoice. And sometimes it is a gift because they don't want people to know what it costs. But when it really gets to, I'll I'll tell you, the next level is when it says, this is a gift, please do not include an invoice. Make sure there are no eBay logos on the box. Hmm. That's when you know it's a dropshipper, right? Like I had a message. And Unfortunately, what kind of tape do I have?
0: Just eBay tape. Just
1: eBay tape. So Which is
0: crazy. I can't believe you do that But hey, you got enough of it. Go to town.
1: I wasn't gonna go to Costco and buy a new tape You gotta do what you gotta do, do right? Do what you gotta do. So but there's two sides. There's some money uh, you made I mean, there are people that do really well on dropshipping. We we appreciate you supporting us but I'm talking about there's also others that I, I sometimes feel uneasy because I've had experiences where, like, it gets returned, mm. right? It Gets returned to me, and like the item is damaged, right? And I'm the one that ends up with with having to deal with the whole thing.
0: Well, it seems right? like a it seems like a return from a dropshipper would be an pretty pretty intense process because the if they're selling it on eBay, I mean, are are primarily dropshippers using eBay to sell the item? No, or no, no. They-
1: it's. there's a lot of ways. There's one way where you could do drop
0: shipping from Amazon. Okay. All right. So you sell something on
1: eBay and then you go to Amazon and then, you know, you send it as a gift through Amazon. Gotcha. Right. And use your prime membership, which isn't allowed. Mm. Then there's the other way where like you do it through Walmart. Like we've had people contact us and I know some of you have contacted us where you you, you drop ship in and Walmart, you can't really prevent. I don't, at least I don't think maybe I'm off but you can't prevent Walmart from putting their own invoice inside mm. of their box that they send it, right? So, you know, a buyer gets in there like, I thought I bought this from eBay, but why mm. is this a Walmart box or Home Depot or whatever uh, you're using? And so w- with all of that, it's you're, you're kind of like stuck. Mm. Like I feel really bad. I've had people contact to say, you know, Orlando, I've been drop shipping and I already, the per- items have already been bought. Like I can't stop it anymore. I'm kind of like, it kind of suck, right? Yeah. But what's happened is I know personally from people that they've had an item return is destroyed. And then the dropshipper is is wanting the full refund. Mm. But the item wasn't returned by the dropshipper, it was returned by the person that bought it. Right. Right. And so then eBay, they're kind of in a quandary too. And so eBay is like, okay, uh, I want to give this person their refund. But at the same time, the buyer stating it's a dropshipper. So I think eBay is put in a really tough spot. Does that mm-hmm. make sense?
0: It does. It seems like the the proper way of doing this, which would, would slow everything down, would be for the customer who received the item to have to send the item to the dropshipper. Then the dropshipper would have to send the item to the original person that it was purchased from.
1: But that, how do you do that?
0: Do you right. I mean, it would take time, but you could do it. I mean... If 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 you drop shipped from Walmart to a customer, the customer would have to send it to you. You would have to personally refund the customer. Then you would then have the item. And if it was a defective item or something like that, that it was Walmart's problem, then you would have to be the one to send it into Walmart because you would be the one making the purchase. You're not, the customer isn't purchasing it. It's in your name.
1: It just, but that that's what I mean. That's why I think eBay was like, like it's so it it's not that they canceled all drop shipping, mm-hmm. like if you you have some kind of you know a contract with another company, right that you know, like a wholesaler mm-hmm. that you'll sell something and they'll ship it like eBay's okay with that it's it's when you use eBay's platform to sell something from another platform to have that platform do all the other customer services that they they struggle with mm-hmm. and so. You know, there's, you can Google it. I mean, there's tons of videos that popped up on YouTube. Like I got banned on eBay because of I was a dropshipper and da da da, da. Hmm. Um, the, the other part of it that it reminded me is we had, one of our close friends was a dropshipper. Did you know that? Mm-mm. So You'll have to it,
0: tell me who after this.
1: No, Well, I'll tell you who, but he would have football jerseys he would sell and he would get them from China. Okay. And so, he would, but here's the problem is most dropshipping, like you don't keep inventory. That's the beauty of dropshipping. Right. Right, you're just like the middleman. Well, it would take three weeks to get to the mm. customer, so he made a lot of money, but it only lasted like six months because his negative feedback went through the roof because uh. he's waiting for items to get from China to get to the and sometimes it wouldn't get there, or sometimes it would be like knockoffs that got in, mm. and it got sent out. So. I don't know. So, hey, if you're dropshipping, you've probably already experienced this, but we're just dropping this knowledge just because just to be careful, because eBay, if you look into their policies, they definitely have tied in the screws on dropshippers. Uh, and so I don't know if dropshippers is a real word, but those that do dropshipping, just something to be aware about. Dropshippers. Dropshipping. So anyways. All right. So that's where our current thought It's a sensitive one because I know we have some listeners that are dropshipping and some of us have been personally affected by dropshipping in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of us is positive actually on IG we had people going I love drop shipping because they're willing to buy stuff that I can't sell to regular buyers there you go yeah
0: I mean I've I've sold I've set, I think I've had like a handful of items go from a drop shipper and I've never complained because you know I, I've always thought it's interesting if it's they've got a lot of special requests but hey my item sold for the price I was hoping it'd sell for so yeah. yay me I win
1: some of the best drop shipping are the international ones you know what I'm talking about where it's It's some random company, like they're usually on the coast, like Mm. in Florida or California. And they ask you to write what the item is or put some number on the outside. Mm. So what they do is they receive the the item, right? So it's kind of like there's a middleman and they look at it and they just ship it out to the person.
0: Yep. I I had one of those. You had one of those.
1: Yeah. I remember a lot of Snoopy stuff that went to Japan was like that for me. Hmm. Like I knew it was going to Japan because it was a Japanese buyer, but then it was being sent to an American location. Hmm. So it's just interesting. It is interesting. All right. Have you done promoted listings? Oh, yeah, of course. You have? Yeah. Uh, all your items on promoted listings?
0: Not all of them, but quite a few. The thing is, it doesn't come up um naturally on the cell phone. Most of the listings we do are are on the cell phone. Uh, it's just easier, quicker you take the pictures on the cell phone, list on the cell phone. Um when I list on the computer, it's just an option, right? Like automatically there. Um, so all of them that we list on the computer automatically get uh, promoted listings. We might go a couple of weeks without turning the computer on, right? We're just okay. so like phone only. Um, but when we do, we'll go through and then promote listings that haven't been promoted yet. So, so
1: wait, before we do that, so you're telling me you do most of your stuff on your phone?
0: Oh yeah. Really? 99.9%.
1: Really? Because I just find there's so much more functional things on the desktop.
0: Oh, There are, but um, you don't need most of that stuff. Okay. Like just to list something. Um, I mean, I'm pretty minimalist with my listing. I don't have like a thing that I copy and paste in all of my listings or anything like that. So it's easy enough to picture, 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 title, description, couple of extra fields, post. So is it safe to
1: say like 90% of your listings are on your phone? More than 90. That's incredible.
0: Yeah.
1: It really is. Like I'm the other way, like 99%, I take pictures of my phone, but then I upload them to Dropbox and then I I do it on my laptop.
0: So do you think all those extra steps, moving it to the computer, then downloading it from the cloud onto the computer, and then listing on the computer is is faster for you? I don't. Are the, functions, are the functions that you get on the computer like worth it? Is there like something that's like I, I get this only on the computer and I need to have it?
1: You know, I'll be honest with you. Since the last eBay app update, I haven't really – I've done a couple listings, but I did notice there was a lot more things added to it. Mm. So maybe it's worth it. You know what? I'll give it a shot.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I think there are more functions on eBay. There's certain things you have to do on the computer you can't really do on the phone. But the phone is a, I think, a sleek enough design and it it has the, it has nine out of the 10 things you need most of the time. Right. So.
1: I mean, the other part as I, I'm on, we're on our phones so much, Mm. like especially now that we're on social media and Instagram, I mean, we're, I, I would say my screen time on Instagram every day is probably three to four hours. And so, you know, and so I'm just like, as much as I can't be on the, as much as I can avoid the phone, I'll do it.
0: So you want to be off the phone? Yeah. You I need like, like, like a phone, uh, a phone break?
1: Yeah. Cause then I could, you know, I could throw on an episode of The Office and I could be listening and, you mm. know, if I'm on my phone, I don't know. It's just weird.
0: Maybe it's, maybe it's through just, um, what you grew up comfortable with. I think, um... I'm, I'm, are you trying to date me here? No, no, I'm not. I, I, I just see it even with like my students, you know, um, I, I'm definitely the kind of person like if I'm going to type a lot of things, I, yeah. I want to be on a computer. I don't want to be on a cell phone. And I'm already much quicker at typing things and, and more accurate with typing on my cell phone than like say my dad is or an older cousin. Um, but then I look at like my students, people who are 10 years, 15 years younger than I am. And they're so accustomed to their phones that they literally can type entire essays
1: no, with their No, it's true. Phones. I've had it happen. They use Google Docs and it would type. I'm like, yeah. you, are you serious? You typed your essay on your phone.
0: And it's not. It's not even because the the reality is, it, for me to do that would be less efficient. I'm more efficient on a keyboard in front of a computer. Okay. They're just as fast on their phone as I am on my on my laptop. Right. Okay. So it's not that they're less efficient. So I can't put my personal style and way of doing on them and say like, you shouldn't do it this way. Could they learn to be even more proficient on a laptop than they're on their phone? Probably, but natively just in their natural state, that's not where they are. So I think, I think that could be it too. Like just how, how comfortable you are on the phone. Um, and then, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in the 80, 20 rule, you know, the 80, 20 rule.
1: Kind of. I mean, there's so many different. That's true. Rules.
0: There are a lot of different. Yeah, so what rules. is this
1: eighty twenty rule?
0: Well, basically, the eighty twenty rule that I'm talking about here is eighty percent of the benefits that you get in anything comes from like twenty percent of what you're doing. So twenty percent of the okay. of your time spent gets you eighty percent of the the outcome you're looking for. And I think it's the same with the phone. Like the the I think the app on the eBay app might only have twenty percent of the functionality that the, the computer has. Yeah. But it's probably getting you eighty percent of. The total results you're looking for. The other, the other twenty percent that you might need comes from the eighty percent that you'd have to log in on that clunky website. I know we're not supposed to be mean to eBay because we love you and you help us, but eBay, get it together with your website.
1: I know. I again, I always talk about like there's certain links. And you're just like you're, you're time traveling. Right, You uh, go to a webpage, you're like, this is
0: so like 1990s. Right you got to click on 10 different things to get to one place.
1: I know. The best one is the coupon. We already talked about that last time, but the coupon to me is the epitome of how the website needs to be redesigned.
0: They hide it. I think that's what it is.
1: <laughs> you think it's on purpose?
0: No, I think, it's, I think it's inefficient, not on purpose, but I think they benefit from the fact that it's inefficient. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they do. Um, you know,
1: going with all of that, it's funny that you mentioned... Uh, The cell phone thing, you know, the one reason I probably don't at all use a cell phone is because of InkFrog. So InkFrog is very much uh, desktop based. And so I need to use it. So that's where I do most of my listings now.
0: And and, well, then for you, it's got to be computer. All
1: right. Wow. We really went. uh, We were talking about. Okay, let's get back to
0: promoted listings. Yeah, I do it. So what percentage do you set yours at? Do you know? Um. I think most of the time I do whatever the suggested is, unless I feel like it's too much. Like I look at the, I don't even think of the percentage as much as I look at the dollar value and I I look and say, would I be okay with losing that much profit on this item if it gets me to sell quicker? Sure. You know?
1: Well, and that's, that's what happened to me. So, you know, I've been trying to pick up my eBay. So I dropped everything on promoted listings Mm. and I made it a percentage more than everybody else. And I got all kinds of sales. Like Hmm. it was incredible. But then it stopped. Huh. It's kind of like it hooked me in.
0: Mm, and now they want you to promote a little more.
1: Yeah, but I can't pro- here's the thing, here's what I figured this out when I was talking with another reseller the other day, is that when you do promoted listings, it's the equivalent of Poshmark. Right? Because Poshmark's 20%, right? In fees. Mm-hmm. Right. So eBay is about 13%, but let's say I do a seven percent promoted listings, we're looking at paying 20% in fees. But I don't have to share my closet. Right. Right. And so the people were telling me like, Orlando, here's another reason to go to Poshmark, because if you're paying that much, why don't you just cross post it on Poshmark? But again, that's one extra step. Hmm. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that?
0: I, I, I think I've mentioned it before, and I'm not 100% sure if I am articulating it properly, but... The shipping on Poshmark. <laughs> Wait, I
1: was talking about
0: you. Always talk about the shipping. We well, love the shipping on well, Poshmark. Well, because if we're talking about percentage wise, like cause you asked about cross posting and the twenty percent. Okay. And I think I think that is the, the the key point. Even if even if it's if it's it's not apples to apples, right? Like you can't say twenty percent on Poshmark is equal to twenty percent on eBay because I think still Poshmark comes out ahead with the method of shipping. Okay. Where I feel especially with the new rates. Right. Whereas I feel with eBay, um, you know, 13%, like if you figure, you know, your 10% plus your 3% to PayPal, um, is great, but then you're also paying that percentage on shipping, which doesn't happen on Poshmark. You're also paying for a shipping label, which you never have to purchase a shipping label on Poshmark. The shipping label, when you sell an item, it's in your inbox. You just click on it and print out the shipping label. Yeah. It's done for no, you. I know that. Yeah. So I think that percentage-wise, it's not apples to apples. So I think, yes, Poshmark's 20%, but I don't think that's equivalent to a 20% fee on eBay.
1: Okay. Now, I had another question for you. Have you had the eBay interface where you can directly edit prices on the page? You know what I'm talking about? I'm not sure. Well, you don't use the desktop that much. Yeah. So let us know that I'm interested because I've seen people on Instagram have their listings page, right? At Seller Hub. And they're right there. They're able to like, there's a little pencil mark on the top corner of each of the categories and they can directly change the prices. Mm. I still have to hit edit, go into there, change the price and hit submit.
0: Mm. And I've tried to find every which way. Is it browser? Do you think you're using the wrong browser?
1: I'm on Safari, like
0: oh, Safari. I love Safari. Ugh. He's an Android guy. I'm an no, it's it's not. It's not even Android. It it's it's Chrome is is for almost every for almost everything. Chrome or Firefox is going to be better for you. Just Safari blocks so many extensions and so many um, like Java plugins and all of these things that run um, that that eBay might be using. Okay. So I don't know. Try it. Try it on Chrome. I've
1: seen people do it online and I'm just like, what, why, why don't I have this? Like I saw somebody in, in England <laughs> having this. And do you know that I think we're like behind England as far as eBay, like as far as like the biggest amount of like reselling that gets added. Like we're like number three or something. Somebody had mentioned that somewhere.
0: So you're saying England is uses eBay more than we do? What I'm
1: saying is maybe they treat people in England better than they treat us.
0: Mm.
1: It's very possible. It is possible. But anyways, maybe if you guys know, I would love for you to tell me how I can get that new interface. Because right now with the postal rates, like first class mail is killing me right now. I have free shipping on all my clothing for first class. And it's jumped up. Mm. And the padded flat rate has jumped up, I think, like 85 cents. Oof which over time, maybe it's a little more, a little less, somewhere around there. And I really, you know, I have, you know, over a thousand items. I really want to update all of them on the same screen. And so if you know a way to get to the new interface, let us know in the comments below. It'd be greatly appreciated. Or DM us, just let us know. So
0: I hope it's the browser. Like, it might not be, but I'd say 50% of problems can be solved by changing your browser.
1: I I don't think it's the browser. Like, because if it was the browser, like, that. that would be pretty wild. Like I'm like now well, during the podcast I'm like super interested if it's the browser, but you know I don't want to take up too much of our time trying to figure all this out. So, all right, let's move on to our next topic. Are you ready for? We we already got a little controversial here and there, but um, I want to talk about Netflix a little
0: bit. Ooh, Netflix! I want to talk oh. about two shows. Something I used to watch.
1: you, you don't watch a
0: list. I don't have time, man.
1: What? I no, but I do it. Like to me one of the most relaxing things uh, i'll put on a show on netflix and then what i'll do is i'll i'll list while i'm watching that show
0: yeah i don't maybe that would work for for certain shows uh, there's only a handful of shows like that i watch you got to pay attention the whole like time you got to pay attention for me i just i don't know i don't watch much tv at all anymore so um but but what specifically about Netflix? Just just watching well, there's, and there's
1: a couple of shows. There's the the one show Tidying Up, and you had mentioned that. Do you mm, yeah, yep. Right, the Tidying Up show. I'm trying to. Do you remember who who who's the main star on there? Oh, I don't remember I know what the lady star,
0: lady's name is.
1: Um, but you know, I'll look it up right now. So okay, yeah.
0: So it's Tidying. It's up basically like a minimalist with Marie Kondo. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and here's a funny thing. There's some good stuff on that show. Like I was just watching it for researching for the podcast because. A lot of people are saying they're getting a lot of donations. Have you have you been seeing some of that?
0: Donations, as far as as a result of like the show, personal do like people are coming to them like, hey, I know you resell here some stuff. <laughs> no,
1: no, it's, So the show is all about minimalism, right? Like in a sense, like so, a lot of people are getting rid of their clutter uh-huh. and they're donating it
0: to like thrift stores. To thrift stores. okay.
1: So there's been like news stories out there like Marie Kondo is having a major effect on on you know goodwill and other thrift stores that sounds amazing it, it is but it, so it's funny because i really go is this really happening because i've had people on ig dm me and and say and send me pictures actually like look at this goodwill look at all the stuff we're getting and in san diego it's just not happening mm. so i talked to a few thrift store managers that we have relationships with and they just said it just at least in san diego it's just it's it's just coincidence cuz it's a lot of the new year stuff that was donated like right. before the new year now it's being processed so it looks Yeah, like this it takes this time. huge influx but it's not any different at least in San Diego.
0: And I think San Diego and there's areas of San Diego that are different than other areas of course but um I I don't think I think a lot of people in San Diego are certainly not minimalists in the sense of like there's actually a podcast The Minimalists and the guys that you know the, that that Thing that was going on for a while where it was like 100 items or whatever um I I love those guys I've listened to a lot of their stuff I think they have a lot of great things to say um just about like valuing other things besides stuff um, and and how minimalism whatever that looks like for you can help you with that but I think in San Diego it's a little different because I mean people people do hoard there's still people who have way too many they things it's a yeah. but but space in San Diego is so limited compared to other parts of the country. So I think I think to go through and just say, like, I'm gonna clean house and like get rid of all this stuff that I've been holding on to for years, I don't think that, that there's as much um there's as much to get rid of here. I just think that, that square footage is so small. Like Really? Yeah. I mean, I think about it. if you're living if you're if you're living in an eight hundred to twelve hundred square foot home and you're paying the prices, people are you know living in thirty five hundred to four thousand square foot homes in other parts of the country, uh, you just don't have as much stuff in there. So you're not going to be able to yeah, okay, go through okay. and donate two hundred things out of your house.
1: Well, there's a few things that stuck out to me about the show. and I you know, I thought it was good.
0: We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode.
1: What is the abundance of materials in our country? Mm. Like it just blew my mind, you know, watching like how sentimentally attached we are mm. to some things, right? And in this show, like, it's kind of funny. She, she wants people to say, does like this item spark joy? And if mm. it does, then you keep it. And if it doesn't, like, you know, you, you get rid of it. And, you know, watching some of these episodes – I'm like, Wow, like that's a lot of stuff. and And to me, it provided hope in reselling mm. that, you know, no matter what we go through, if the economy keeps surging, there's still going to be abundance. And if the economy goes into recession, as resellers, we're going to have an abundance to work with,
0: yeah. I think there's two aspects of that, right? There's the aspect of it with there's things that people are holding on to that is future treasure for us to pick through, yeah. right? that's that's one aspect. The other aspect is, uh, people love buying stuff, right? Like people love stuff, so yeah. so people will buy things from us. Um, I'm I'm the sad thing is, I mean, I I, I love reselling. I'm doing very well reselling, um, and I'm not really big on like consumerism. I'm not like a hardcore minimalist by any means, but but I know for a fact I've experienced in my life that stuff just doesn't satisfy. Like we put so much hope and we put so much of our our, our you know, happiness into things that just don't actually bring happiness and you have to go buy more stuff and buy more stuff and then you hold on to the stuff and you don't get rid of it even though you don't really like it that much. And it just sits in a drawer. So um I kind of feel like I'm contributing to that. Like disease as it were that people are dealing with of just needing living. to yeah. needing to fill their life with things um but they're giving me money and that money lets me do stuff with my son so you know no i get it
1: <laughs> it just i i was just blown away like and, and it was it was a little unsettling for me because you know i've had a problem lately of keeping stuff that
0: i know i talked stuff. to you about it man
1: and it really you know did my, it change Marie you condo is making me a
0: better reseller wow. because are you gonna sell freddy
1: Ah, okay. Well, Freddie, I don't know. And In case you're wondering what we're talking about, Freddie Funko, he's here in the corner. He's a collectible. I don't know if I'm going to sell him anytime soon because he's like a stock. He's going to go up in value. He's like a bond.
0: Mm. He's a safe. He's going to mature at some point. He's going to mature at some point. So if you want Freddie Funko, you're going to have to make Orlando an offer he cannot refuse. nice,
1: Nice offer. But... All the other stuff. And so I did. I started listing a lot of stuff that I was just kind of like... I'm, no,
0: proud, of you. Well, I'm because, proud of you. Well, thanks. I'm proud of you. know, That's because, awesome.
1: But again, it, it, it's just... I, I love watching American Pickers. And I go, I want to be one of those guys.
0: That has all the stuff?
1: Yeah, where a picker shows up and, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, I remember no. back in, in 2004, I picked that up in an estate sale. And it just was hard. You know, I just... I think it's so cool.
0: Mm, that I don't want to be that guy.
1: Okay. Well, but... You understand, like those guys are like wealthy.
0: Oh, I'm sure they are. You know
1: what I mean? Think about it. If you have all that acreage with junk on it, like you have to be doing pretty well. Maybe. Land, land is king.
0: Yeah, but again, like we're coming at it from a bias of what land is here. I or mean, land can, that we don't have. <laughs> that's true, right? But, um, but I mean, yeah. Some of the, sometimes those those. Okay, so there are collectors who collect things who are very wealthy and they're very savvy and they're like curators of like great things and history. Right. And then there are people who, who are hoarding onto things they probably shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And there's a fine line between that. And I think, I think that's where you got to find the balance. And I just worry, um, you know, at what point, cause this is something I've had to deal with cause there's a lot of things that I like. I'm, I'm naturally a collector. I want to collect and and have a little bit of everything. Um, and I have to fight against that because otherwise I will fill up my house with junk. No, I agree. And it's not junk. I mean, it's great stuff, but, but you know, I, I don't want to be that guy.
1: No, no, I know. I'm Cause not they mean,
0: don't ever want to get rid of any of that stuff. That is right. True. That is true.
1: That is, it's just so, it's just so cool. Like the stuff they've had for such a long time, you mm. know? Anyways. Okay. Moving on from that. So
0: I thought it was, I thought it was good. I'm not, we're not, we're not, we're not we don't review shows. It's just, maybe we us. should. Maybe that should be, like, a little segment we do, like, what show are we watching right now? Pure Hustle Podcast Previews. That's it. Boom. We Our can name, like,
1: like, goes with anything.
0: That, Pure Hustle Previews. It's
1: so random. All right. So, along with that, there's another show. This one's going to spark, you know, some people are going to be like, oh, and some people are going to be like, oh, it's awesome. You know, Slobby's World. What? <laughs> Netflix. So, hey, have you ever heard of this guy, Slobby Robbie? Never heard of him. Okay. So he owns a, a store. It's it's a it's a resale shop over in uh, in Arizona, okay. And it's a new show on Netflix. And you know these shows are always staged, right? It's not like right organic. But it was an interesting show. And again, those of you that you know um, language is one of those things that you you know you like to keep you know bad language to a minimum. Like I would definitely. You know, watch a show without your kids. And if it doesn't bother you, you'll be fine watching it. You know, it, it's wherever you land on things. Uh, but, um, you know, it definitely was one of those shows that did two things for me. Number one, it validated, I think, what we do. Mm. In the sense that this guy, he is selling vintage '90 stuff, '80 stuff for good money. Mm. And I've had people approach me and go, hey, Orlando, we looked up the comps. And, and the comps aren't what they're selling on the show. And some of it, that's true. Like you can sell certain items at a premium because of who you are. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And the, and the other part of it is that some of the items were. It's just people didn't know what they were looking at. Like mm. for instance, if you ever run into a Harley Davidson 3D emblem, like the logo, a uh, 3D emblem, it's mm-hmm. a 3D emblem shirt. Like you're looking at good money. Hmm. Like if it's a bunch of like hogs, like like animals on motorcycles, 3D emblem talking about a, a harley shirt that's several hundred dollars nice that's one of the holy grails i've never approached any of mm. those never even seen them in real life i have a bunch of 80 shirts but not those the other part it got and this is gonna get controversial it got me to recognize that people don't care if items are fake mm. let's pause there for a moment so there's a segment on the show where he tried to describe the difference between bootleg and fake are you taking are you taking the headphones off?
0: Yeah, I got a bit of a headache kinda.
1: Oh wow. Okay. Hey, somebody recommended we take them off. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I gotta keep mine on because I gotta hear. I can't I can't work without hearing. <sighs> so do you know the difference between a fake and a bootleg?
0: No, would you inform me? I okay. have no idea. So this
1: was new to me. So to me.
0: Learn me this.
1: Learn me this. There you go. That's teacher grammar right there. So up until this point, I had always understood bootleg and fake are one in the same, Mm -hmm. right? Because they're both not sanctioned by the company. So according to the way of describing, I thought he broke it down in a way that made sense to me. And I'll explain to you why was fake is something that somebody tried to imitate that a company had released for their own gain. Right. So like coach purses get faked all the time. Okay. Right. Gucci, Prada, like all those brands that we don't pick up most of the time. Mm -hmm. Bootleg is something that is completely different that is created by somebody that That looks similar. That may look similar, but it's not a copy. Okay. Right. And so there's like like a lot of Tommy Hilfiger bootleg out there. Right. There's like Gucci. (laughs) I love Mike's face. So I. Mike was going to watch the show, but I think it's better that he didn't
0: watch the show. (sighs) So
1: we get a a non-biased perspective on this.
0: Okay. Cause I mean, I I guess I understand, um, semantically the idea of a fake being, I've got a Gucci logo on it. It's not really a Gucci purse. It wasn't made by Gucci. What it sounded like at first you were saying with bootleg would be, I'm making another company called Moochie, which looks just like Gucci, but I'm not claiming to be Gucci. My logo looks pretty close, but it's slightly different. Um, and it's not is that what you mean well, or that, yeah that's bootleg okay like so that, but but i'm not selling not it as wrong. a gucci in
1: the comments you can comment cuz this this can get controversial
0: like. so like when i when you know wearing uh, shoes cuz I, I was always like a payless kid um and the pro wings yeah i always i always i always got kind of you know picked on for wearing the off brands of stuff so i was like what they call them, not Nikes, but psyches, and uh, you know, I had. I remember that was one of those I, kids. instead of instead of having um, all stars, I had, um, and they were actually were Converse, but it was like the off-brand of Converse. It was like the one stars or whatever. You know what the I mean? One like, stars. so it's like they they're just different. Yeah, they're not I get they're it. they're not trying to say like we're not really Nike. We're not pretending to be Nike. Our swoosh goes the other way. We're 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 the other brand that's kind of like Nike. Is that what you mean a bootleg is?
1: Yeah, or okay. or it still uses. The Nike logo, or it still uses the Gucci name. It's just a different product entirely. So, for instance, like if somebody copied our Purosa Podcast shirt, right? It would be the same design exactly, but it wouldn't be like we didn't allow. So, that's it. a fake? We didn't allow somebody to do it. Like, if, so for instance, let's say we had high quality, I don't know, high quality t shirts and they use a different material, right? But they still copied it. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be fake. Bootleg would be if somebody's like, "Hey, I'm gonna make a cute, a, a cute, a cool."
0: <laughs> Orlando just said cute. <laughs>
1: that gonna, was cute. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. We're gonna make a cool Pure Podcast shirt. So somebody does one and like they airbrush your face on a shirt and it's a Pure as a Podcast shirt and they start selling uh, okay. it. Okay.
0: Okay, so. I get what you're saying then. So it's not that. So they're using our brand to sell it, but it's a different creation. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So that's, now that, I
1: understand. That's how it's explained. And I thought that was interesting because I know there's laws against fake, right? And and I guess what the sense I got, and again, I'm not trying to start controversy. I'm just asking the question. Was I got the sense that bootleg is okay, Because right? you have a somebody on Netflix that is selling these items. And they're people are okay. They're going in. They know, and he's very clear with them. Like this is bootleg. Like this is, and I guess bootleg now is becoming popular, and people are willing to pay money for bootleg
0: items. Oh man, I bet if it's if it's old school bootleg, right? Yeah, because it's that's, like eighties. All right, that, I think that's different because then at that point, it, it's it's its own collectible, right? Because what makes something valuable is its scarcity, right? And that it's wanted. So I think bootlegs and, and fakes can be can certainly be. Valuable if they're scarce, right? And and it's, I just think okay. So I, I left. Uh, now that I'm I'm understanding what you mean by bootleg. um, I went to a concert a couple weekends ago. I went to to see Twenty One Pilots. My wife took me. It was awesome. Uh, but the sh- they were selling the shirts in there, like legitimately, like they had the booth set up mm-hmm. and the shirts. A, a t shirt was selling for like thirty five dollars. And it's like, no, I'm not getting any t shirts. And then as I'm leaving and we're walking to go get our Uber along the road are all of these people with shirts selling shirts. And it's like 21 Pilots or, you know, the iHeartRadio concert. Like, so those were clearly bootlegs. Like they made them themselves, but they were trying to use the brand or the name of the concert to sell it. And some of them look better than the ones at the show. Yeah. So I think at that point it comes down to, would I care buying that this isn't official uh, merchandise? Well, maybe, maybe not. If all I want is a t-shirt that says I was at that concert and if it looks good, you know, maybe I don't care that it's bootleg. Now, if they're trying to, if they're trying to pretend and say like, this is Nike and it's not really Nike, I think that's a different story.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's, that's where I'm struggling. So, and I already pulled this listing because I know people know our stores and I don't want people like getting upset. Well, I had a football jersey I picked up and I picked it up at the Goodwill for twelve fifty, And... I had somebody message me and say, You got awesome pictures, but your pictures show how fake your jersey is. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. And I appreciate I thanked them. I said, Hey, thanks so much. They t- told me they were a collector of this brand, and, mm. and they very it's very clear it was fake. But then I did some more research on eBay and my my jersey looked just like everybody else's jersey. Mm. Right. And he had pointed out a couple of things, and but then there was like so many different variations. Mm. And so I go, okay, maybe mine is a fake, maybe it's a bootleg. But then somebody and so I pulled the listing and while I did the read, I told them I said, Hey, I appreciate it. You know, I probably need to investigate this more. So I investigated it more. And then after doing that research, I go, you know, it it's really hard for me to determine if this is fake. Mm. Like I can't, like the the obvious reasons that they're that it's fake aren't there. Mm. Right. And so I listed it. And I ended up selling the jersey for $200. And it's been a while back and customer was happy and, you know, feedback was there and I was good to go. Like Mm. the customer never, never had a concern about it. And jerseys is one of those tricky ones because you never, you know, unless you're an expert on jerseys, chances are, you know, I would say it's 50-50 chance you're going to come across a fake jersey. Right. But I've sold several that I've been iffy about, and it's never been a problem. Mm. And I know I'm gonna say something that's controversial. So number one, I wanna be clear I never advocate selling anything fake. Mm. I never advocate selling bootleg. You know, the eBay is very clear about that. But I think we're in this stage now that people are gonna buy what they like. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So the person that wants something authentic, if they think something's really fake, they're not gonna even touch it. Then there's that other person that goes, you know, I really like the design of that jersey or that shirt. Like, I don't really care, mm. and that's why I think bootleg is gaining in popularity. I mean, what what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, no, I I think so. I think I think the the morality issue comes in. Like I said, if, if you're like if you know you yeah. shouldn't do it, yeah, if you know you shouldn't do it for sure. Um, I think. I think yeah, it, it does come down to. There's probably several things like that 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 I probably wouldn't really care about, right? Like, um, if I'm trying to buy a Coach purse because I want a Coach purse for my wife and it needs to be Coach, then yeah, I'm going to be furious if it's if it's a fake, mm-hmm. right? Um, if, however, I want a really comfortable shirt and it's and I don't really care about the brand, or I want a really cool looking purse and it doesn't, it's the style I'm after, not. Yeah, I probably don't care what the, the 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 name brand is on it or whether or not it's fake. Um, I don't want to say fake, but like that, if that's not yeah, what I'm agree. looking for, right? If if I'm not looking for, I want a coach, but I want a certain style of purse that my wife is looking for. I think there's just a difference, right? Like like you said, what are you actually looking for? There's people who want authentic, and I don't think we should ever sell anything that's not authentic and, and say it. that it is. Um, but yeah, I I do think we're in a culture where 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 people just want stuff at a decent price and they want quality stuff. And I think Amazon has changed the game. I think, I think there used to be this idea of there were certain name brands, right? I think household appliances, people would say like, if it has this brand on it, Um, you know, it's good. Well, now you go on Amazon and that brand is there. And so are a few other like brands you've never heard of before, but the ones you've never heard of before have way higher ratings and the stars and people say, well, I never heard of this brand before, but it's got way better reviews. I'm buying that one. Right. So I think we're just, yeah, we're in a culture where we want something that works. We want something, we want the best and we're not as concerned about name.
1: Yeah. I, I thought it was interesting. I mean, I'll give you one more example. I had, I picked up two Supreme shirts at a garage sale, like
0: Oof, oh, that's one people are going to care about.
1: <laughs> no, I know. And they had the Supreme bag and everything, and I dropped $5 each. And I sold one of them for 180 And the person, this is, it, and it was another reseller, they contacted me. They're like, uh, we, we think it's fake. And sure enough, I did the research, and my shirt was double-stitched, mm. and the legit shirt was single-stitched. Mm. And so I said, my apologies. You know, after researching, I can't sell you a fake item. I pulled it refunded them the money. So you just, you got to be careful. I just, you know, I, I feel like the, and I'm not, we are not, again, I want to say we are not advocating selling fake stuff. We're not selling, saying, Hey, doesn't matter. We're just saying, it's just, we're just recognizing that it's interesting that the area is becoming gray now. Mm. Like you just said, like private label has changed the game too. Right. Right. I mean, there's GoPro accessories that are GoPro accessories, but they're not GoPro accessories. Right. Right? Not I GoPro brand. That. Yep. yep. And there's some people that make a lot of money on that. Right. So anyways, just something to think about. But yeah, it's interesting. The show, I definitely I did learn a lot about vintage 80s and 90s stuff. And so again, always looking ways to, even if you know, you don't like the way things are presented, even if you think some stuff isn't, you know, legit, it's like there's still value in some things. Yeah. You know, hopefully you up. find our show legit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Do you think that was controversial? I feel like I was tiptoeing.
0: Maybe. I don't know. I think you clarified though. Okay. Briefly stated. Make sure to be real. Yeah, be real. Don't, don't sell stuff fake. 100%. That's messed Do not. up. Do not. Um, but it, it is interesting to just ponder where we are as a society.
1: That was, that was interesting. All right, are we ready for the hustles of the week? Hustle of the week. We have some good hustle. We always have good hustle of the week. And if you haven't yet, you know on Instagram, hashtag hustle of the week, and we we'll, we always take a look at those. So this time we had some people DM us. Sometimes some of these I DM'd the people because I thought they were great. I mm. thought we should talk about it. So always look forward to this hearing what you guys have. So oh,
0: absolutely. Do you want to get us started, Mike? Yeah, let's do this. All right. All right, so our first hustle of the week comes from uh, John. His Instagram handle is at John underscore P underscore Carlson. Um, so he was listening to one of our podcasts um, and heard or, or kind of listened to us talk about the fact that playoff gear is is big, right? Like that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, if there's a team in the playoffs, there's stuff goes up right so make sure you're paying attention to sports so anyways he hears that playoff stuff is 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 a hot ticket item and so he was at a goodwill and saw some rams jerseys uh, and he picks them up for ten dollars each sells them overnight for thirty dollars each plus shipping like overnight boom
1: so the reason we put that you know still profit is made it's not like you know this mega monumental but it's it's that fast nickel that we talked about right took advantage of it, saw it, didn't waste. Because, you know, the Rams lose the Super Bowl, like those jerseys aren't going to be worth it. Yeah,
0: they could sit for a while.
1: Yeah. They could sit for a while. But now, you know, he's able to make that quick, fast nickel, and he made that profit. So
0: Yeah, turn it over quickly if you can get that fast nickel, um, especially with things that are in season like that, right? If it's, if it's a playoff team... Um, you know be maybe even be willing to take a lower price if it's going to get it out of the door quickly uh, because you never know how long you're going to sit on it so
1: and it, it's wild because you know it's one of those things that wasn't on his mind, but mm. now he went in, and then that's one of the things we always talk about like have a preset ideas of things you should be looking for, mm. right? Notice you know the blue and the gold coming from the from the shoulders, and then go, you know I probably should pick these up because they're in the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, and I don't really watch sports, so I might need to start paying more attention.
1: No, I, I agree, especially players. Because certain jerseys are worth more than others.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, so. I'd have no idea. I would just be like, I don't know. Is this person good and important? <laughs> well, at least you got your phone. You could do the research, though. I could do the research. But, yeah. but it, man, it'd probably take a little bit more time. I, I, I hear some people talk about sports, and it's like, man, these guys know a lot of stuff. No, I, don't. I don't know. There's anything. a lot
1: to know. But, hey, appreciate you, John, sharing with that, because... Again, we love it when people share with us that, hey, they heard the podcast or they saw an IG post and they took action on it and they ended up providing them some ROI.
0: Yeah. So it's a hustle of the week and a bolo and evidence that that, hey, something we said was worthwhile. Right. So <laughs>
1: I hope so. There's at
0: least something. I hope so. All right. Got another one for you. You ready for that's this one.
1: one? Oh, this this is a
0: good one. I like this one. This is a good I one. I like the other one too. Don't
1: get me wrong. I like this one too,
0: though. I like all the hustles. Of the no, way. they're all it's encouraging. Hustle. All right, so this one comes from Brad. Uh, his IG handle is at son of a son of a seller. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's a good son of a son of a seller.
1: And he's IG, and if you haven't been following him, you gotta follow him. He has
0: some legit awesome stuff, guys. Legit. Yeah, absolutely. He
1: travels in his RV and he resells and. It's just
0: cool. So cool. All right, here we go. So he goes to a clearance area of a flea market. So this is stuff that has been sitting for a while, right? If you go into a, like a Goodwill or any kind of a flea market or anything like that, if you go into a store and it's stuff in clearance, it means it's been there for a long time. Nobody's nobody's picking it up. Nobody's buying it. And he was able to pick up 16 packages of dead stock of Fruit of the Loom underwear wait, 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 wait. for $8. Repeat that. What was it? Dead stock cover? Fruit of the loom underwear. You know, like the typical fruit of the loom underwear.
1: Which to me it's one of those. It's funny. So you'll know what more of what we're talking about if you go on Instagram and you go to Son of a Son of a Seller. It's like one of his last two IG posts. And it's
0: it's old school. Like I Just it, is it just like Whitey Tidy underwear? Not,
1: <laughs> I think they're more like boxers. Okay. There's like designs
0: on them. Oh, yeah, those are cool then.
1: I, I don't know. I I look at them, I go. I'm glad there's a market
0: for this. Oh man, there's it's a, a huge, bolo now. I'm I'm not saying I don't know how, where where Fruit of the Loom is, man. But there are I've I've discovered that there is a growing, expanding market for like high end male boxers and briefs. Like really, it is amazing. Like if you go on Amazon right now and you were to type in, you know, guys boxers, guys briefs, there are pairs. I think one of the Just brands. Just my spare time. Yeah, you should do it. One of the brands uh, I think is, is called Sax, S-A-X-X, I think is the name of the brand. Okay. Um, and they're not cheap, right? Like a single pair and you're you're looking at anywhere from 20 to $30 for one pair. Uh, but if you look at how many stars they have on Amazon, how much like the reviews and how many they sell, it is incredible. Like it is a growing market. And I was at a, uh, a Nordstrom's rack and they had a whole bunch of them on clearance. So, um, you know. Another, maybe even we're just dropping bolos dropping bolos for you so there you go look at that. some of them are going for like 60 some dollars right?
1: yeah I've, i'm looking at it right now and i'm like wow i mean I,
0: i'm not a fan of everything i have to look at while i'm
1: looking this up but hey
0: Oh, be mature come on <laughs> uh but anyway so he's able to pick up 16 of them dead stock that's eight dollars Right. Like that's incredible. That's 50 cents a pack. And he already has bids on three of them. Yeah, he's got three of them. They've got bids on going at 39.99. Guys, underwear is one of those things, like it's weird to think about, but like people have a, a type, a brand, a uh, style that they're comfortable with. Right. And especially if it's, I mean, if it's dead stock, I mean, this is potentially something that they've discontinued. Um if you've got a brand that you are, are interested in, people will pay for it, right? Because, you know, they don't want to have to replace their entire wardrobe. It's like, if I can just get a handful and an the exact same of what I'm comfortable with and what I like, um, hey, it, it works. I it's just, a thing.
1: It just cracked me up because I, I when he posted it, I sent him, I, I wrote something to the effect of like, this should make an interesting conversation. Hey, what do you do for a living? Well, actually the other day I sold a bunch of underwear for $39.99 a piece.
0: Hey, it works It works for a lot of companies, right? Victoria's Secret's doing well.
1: That is true. That is true. I mean, I guess more of the stigma is that it's like Deadstock, Fruit of the Loom. Like if it was Deadstock, Victoria's Secret, mm. like we wouldn't be like, oh, that's kind of interesting. You know what
0: I mean? would be like, no. oh, yeah,
1: that makes sense.
0: Hey, Fruit of the Loom, man. I don't know. They they got some good commercials. Sometimes they're funny. <laughs> what are we talking about? All right, let's go to our son of a son of a seller. Yeah, if I you're love- not following him, follow him on IG. I just love saying that. Like son of a son of a son, son, of, a- son of a son of a seller. It's go. really it's really awesome.
1: It's just he has he and he also has some awesome fire sales every once in a while. He has all this, he has so much stuff he's accrued over time uh, that he he'll sell like lots of vintage stuff that you can resell too. So it's good stuff. It's good stuff. All, all right, right, you all got right. one for me? I got one for you from a listener. Now, this person has been in the reselling game for a long time. She's like I would say the first wave of YouTube resellers. So if if you haven't been following, so Deborah from Pinching Pesos on YouTube, And okay, she's been around for a while. And she knows her stuff, and it, you know it's always awesome when she contacts us and and gives she gives us tips. And I'm always like, huh, appreciate that. Like I haven't thought about that. So. She there was an Austin meetup and we're, we're gonna we gotta talk about a meetup our next podcast, mm. so stay tuned. Whoa! Okay. All right. So she was doing an awesome meetup with a, with a lot of other resellers, and they're at this place called Thriftland. What a name! Thriftland. Like I I feel like there should be like a like a mascot with it. Mm. What would a mascot for Thriftland look like? What do you think?
0: I think it would look like the outside of an amusement park, like. I, not mascot, but just a logo would be like the gates of an amusement park and like, I don't know, some, some awesome For a mascot. So a mascot, that's a gate. No, no, no that would be the logo. Um, the mascot. Uh, I'm putting you on the spot right now. It would be like a walking pile of stuff. <laughs> Like- <laughs> With like, eyes, with eyes coming out of it? Or it, arms? No, I think the mascot should be Have you you know, labyrinth. You've yeah, the yeah. I know the, labyrinth. the thing at the end that's walking around that's like, stuff, stuff, and it just has all the stuff on its back. Nice. That would be the mascot.
1: Okay, there you go. So Thriftland, if you want to sponsor us, we've given you a mascot. Yeah. There you go. Jeff. So, okay. So, long-time reseller, actually part of the first wave of YouTubers that talked about reselling. She also hosts the resellers too. So, um, if you haven't, you know, subscribed or followed her yet, you should. On IG, she is now. This is gonna get complicated. So track with me. I'm trying to say this right. So if, if I say this wrong, I'm I'm sorry, Deborah. It is double bevel. So D E B B L E B E B B L E. Double Bebel. Double bevel.
0: I like okay. saying that too. Son of a son of a seller and double bevel.
1: There you go. There
0: you go. <laughs> Do us a favor. If you go and follow either of those two, if you're not following them now and you follow them, just let them know Pure Hustle Podcast sent you. Okay.
2: Right?
1: There you go. So she was at the, she was an awesome meetup and she's just waiting in Thriftland, like everybody's trying to check out and everything. And she notices a nice pair of kids' shoes. And then she notices this bag full of like uh, peanuts, like not peanuts, but like uh, Charlie Brown, Snoopy, mm-hmm. you know, Lucy and all that of Christmas ornaments. And another reseller, I guess, like passed it up like 20 minutes ago. So she puts the bag aside and she's looking at the shoe and she's really interested because it looks kind of cool. And then she begins to look at the ornaments and she begins to notice like these are very valuable Hallmark ornaments. Nice. Valuable meaning that, okay, so the, you know, you go to, we don't have savers around here, but Goodwill does it, where they bunch everything into a bag, Mm. they staple it and they put the price tag on there. So it was $12.99, and since it was a Christmas item, it was half off, right? It does the research. Okay, that set of ornaments, if it was complete, so unfortunately it was missing, I believe, Linus. Mm. If that Linus, it would have been worth $600 new, $400 used. Nice. Isn't that crazy? So I remember seeing this in in the IG story. So picked it up, and then right away – Sold Lucy for a hundred and twenty-five dollars. Okay, so she had them all up at best offer and then sold Charlie Brown for thirty-five dollars. And also sold Schroeder. You know who Schroeder was? Mm. Remember the piano kid? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, For eighty dollars.
0: Wow. Oh, okay. That's impressive.
1: Look at the thing. So I had them all at best offer and still
0: has still has snoopy left sounds like that'd be the big one
1: you would think so i don't know i t- t- she had said i'm trying to look up at the dms she had said that linus is actually the 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 more expensive but i could be wrong either way that is a definitely hustle of the week because yeah, i awesome. look at those bags and i do look at the bags but sometimes i just kind of like eh like is it what am mm. i i used to look at them for like calculators like ti 84s mm. and stuff but that's awesome because not only was she not looking for it but she was waiting for people looking at another item and then came across this but again there's something about that reseller eye that develops over time
0: yeah right can see that. i'm
1: sure Deborah like noticed something about it and that's why she picked it up yeah. so that was definitely a hustle of the week double bevel so double bevel on ig so if you haven't had a chance make sure to follow her on youtube subscribe on youtube uh, reseller stew is one of, the, one of the shows that she hosts on her channel and they're pinching pesos. So make sure to check out. Check out all of our people. John underscore P underscore Carlson on IG. Brad at son of a son of a seller on IG. Son of a son of a seller. And you got Deborah Double Bebel. D-E-B-B-L-E-B-E-B-B-L-E on Instagram.
0: Is it, is it Double Bebel or is it Debly Bebly?
1: It could be that.
0: That sounds cool too,
1: Deborah. If you're listening, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Hope we didn't hope we did mess that up.
0: Too. Yeah, if we if we butchered it, we're sorry. Uh, hopefully, we get a bunch of people heading your way, and and if you do, go let go let Deborah know we sent you. But hey, thank you all. Thank you, John. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Deborah, for sending us your hustle of the week. And
1: if you have any hustles of the week, hey, make sure to hashtag hustle of the week. Make sure to tag us Pure Podcast on Instagram. Ooh, ooh. So we're there for you. We'd yeah. love to just you know whether it's in an IG store or on the podcast. We'd love to just, you know, showcase you. That's
0: right. What about you? Did you, you oh, have sir, a hustle? We still have
1: a of the week. Yeah. All right. So mine isn't a hustle the week that's come to completion, but I still want to share it. Let's hear it. Because, you know, what's our thoughts about thrift stores? How often should you visit a thrift store?
0: Well, ideally every day. Okay.
1: Every day you should be at one thrift store. So and I already, you know, you some of you saw the store on IG and there's, you know, my favorite Goodwill. And I stopped there pretty much every day. And I stopped in one day and I was just like, eh, you know, well, maybe I'll pick up some riddle shoes or there or something. And I show up and the first thing I see is I see a Harley plush and I see a Harley bandana. And I go, I wonder if there's more Harley. Mm. So everything was out in the bin still. So I start looking and I find a pair of Harley boots, another pair of Harley boots, uh, another pair of Harley shoes, another Harley, like four or five sets of Harley items. And I'm like, sweet. You know, like this is definitely hustle the week. But I keep looking at the other store, at other parts of the store. And then I come across this sweater. Have you ever heard of Dale of Norway? mm Okay. I've heard of Dale of Norway. never come across the Dale of Norway. So I'm like, huh, interesting. So I look it up and... What I notice is that my sweater is new with tags and it's $12.99. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of pricey. I look it up. This sweater and variations of it have sold on eBay. The comps are $400. Ooh.
0: And
1: I'm like, wait, this can't be right. Right? So, you know, I do the IG story. I'm like, you know, it's too good to be true. So I had all these people DM me like, Orlando, I sell and use ones like these for $100, $200 all the time. Wow. So the fact that you got a new with tags, you're going to get at the least 300 You may get the $400 wow. on this sweater. So not only did I have a Harley haul, but I had this deal of Norway haul that was just icing, like major icing. Like, you know, you probably shouldn't eat the icing. Yeah, it's like buttercream icing. icing. <laughs> yeah, like the good stuff.
0: Yeah, more of like a whipped cream ice cream, but that's like over the top, extra sugar, buttercream.
1: Yeah, and I just, I was like, wow. I, I was... I just blown away. Because, again, this is why I love reselling. Like, it is like we are treasure hunters. Except we're
0: not looking for certain treasures, but the treasures just randomly show up. You're just looking for treasure in general, not like specific. But, like, even a treasure hunter, I don't think. Like, I don't think they were like, I'm only looking for, like, three-ounce gold coins. It was (laughs) like any treasure.
1: Yeah. I just was like, wow. So... I still gotta you know I still gotta list it it's funny because i'm I'm backlogged like I've held on to all my valuable stuff not not because I'm trying to hoard it mm. it's just I'm waiting for a time to just list it all so
0: nice.
1: I don't know when that time is gonna be but we'll see
0: so okay. all right how about you um again I've gotta give this one to my wife I know I know wow, it's I'm week always number four it is week number four but here's the maybe, thing but here's the
1: thing maybe you're good at certain things and maybe she's
0: Good at other things. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean it works. Part of it is I haven't I haven't been able to source. Like our arrangement typically is I'm the sourcer. She's the she she does a lot of the pictures and listing. Um she does some sourcing too. Um it just kind of depends. Uh, but she ended up through a contact of hers, ran into a company that was getting rid of a bunch of stuff that they were using um as like display items. Okay. Um, and they were just like, it was they, out of, they don't manufacture them anymore. They have no use for them. So they were just getting rid of them. So, uh, she collected a bunch of these items that they were just going to get rid of. Uh, we started doing the research on what they were worth and they're worth money. Right. So we started listing them on our store, um, all for free. So wow. ROI is that going to nice be, ROI. you know, uh, infinite, I guess is the percentage there. Uh, but yeah, we're talking like some items over a hundred dollars each, several items at you know twenty to fifty dollars, but all of it for free. So nice. um, contacts get. I think I think that's I guess the moral of the story here, kind of like you started the when you mentioned. Um, have you gotten any donations? And and I kind of joked and said people giving it to you, but I think there is something to be said when people know that you do this, right? When you're unashamedly a reseller, and people know like. Hey, I've got stuff we're trying to offload. Are you interested? Could you sell this? Um, when you have those contacts, sometimes those doors open up for you. I,
1: I will tell you, some of the best deals have been like that. Oh, it reminds me. I did get a call from somebody who's my Hawaiian shirt dealer that um, contacted me, and I never contacted them like three weeks ago. Mm. That's a bummer. That's a bummer. I'm so glad that we, we were real on the podcast about it's
0: that one. Got to be real.
1: So, okay, that's awesome. Yeah. So, and again, yeah, I agree. Like one, I had a similar story. Somebody was, uh, I have a friend who remodels uh, offices mm. and had a whole office. I remember, you helped. Remember we had all the office equipment? Oh, yeah. Yep. Right. We brought some, but some, my one of my best scores I ever had was, were you there when the school closed down and we, we bid stuff for the school and then we were able to buy some stuff on the side? Yeah. Like that was a mega score. Like, I bought 10 dual decks. I bought three document cameras. I don't know what else for like, I think I dropped like $400. And mm. it was just so, yeah, I 100% agree with what you're saying. Remember the backbreaking work, though? That yeah, was not work.
0: That's, it's not fun.
1: But it's okay because the side hustle we made off of that was definitely worth it. It's worth it. So, all right. Hey, real quick again, if you haven't had a chance, make sure you're following us on IG, PureSo Podcast, on Twitter, Pure so Cast on Facebook, Pure so Podcast. Uh, on YouTube, this is the one we really want to. We're almost at a thousand, guys. Almost at a thousand. We're like, I think nine hundred fifty-two.
0: Yeah, subscribe, subscribe. So if you haven't had
1: a chance yet, please subscribe. I know if you just listen to the podcast, still subscribe because it opens door for us, doors for us to be able to do more things on YouTube once we get to that thousand subscribers. So please do. Make sure hit that thumb button, uh, that thumb button, the thumbs up. If you didn't like the podcast, still hit the thumbs up. So weird. We always have that one person that doesn't like our our podcast.
0: Yeah, it's like one on every single one, so you know, we got a hater. And I like that. I love my haters. I love you. <laughs> if you're listening, hurt. like I want to reach out to you and go,
1: "Please tell us, you know, what we did that, you know, we got the thumbs down." No,
0: I I honestly believe they don't actually listen. And if they do listen and and don't like it, um yeah, let us know. You're but- just
1: asking for more thumbs down.
0: No, I don't think so. I <laughs> I, I think that, you know, if, if, if somebody really has a problem with us, like they just like hate our content, um, you know, don't listen. Like, it's not like, it's not like we're forcing you to watch it, you know? That is true. That is true. So, and it's free. Yeah. It's
1: free. So, so anyways, if you haven't had a chance also, you know, uh, share our podcast, share our YouTube, that'd be great. And last of all, just remember there's a link at the bottom. Uh, you know, if you like to just say, Hey, say, Hey, thank you, Mike and Orlando for what we do. Here's a small donation. Always greatly appreciate it. So thanks so much.
0: Bolo time. Bolo, you go first. Oh, okay. what do you got?
1: So I've really been trying to help people by not getting too specific on my bolo, mm. right? Because you hear a really specific one, and maybe it'll help. But I like being more generic these days, just because it allows you to keep your eyes open on stuff. And I know this is gonna be super generic, but I'm even like, on should I share this this generic? But I gotta tell you, like nineties stuff right now is fire. I think it's even more fire than it was a year ago. Hmm. The reason I say this is because I've been selling like repop stuff, stuff that's not from the nineties that's made to look like look the like 90s. It, yeah. And it's still selling for good money. Hmm. Right? Like I've had some North Face hats that look like they're 80s, 90s that I bought like at the outlets for like, I don't know, eight to ten dollars that I'm selling for like thirty to forty bucks a pop. Wow. And they're not even like vintage. They're just vintage looking.
0: Mm. Do you uh, put that in the in the title, vintage looking?
1: No, because that's like key, word, keyword spamming. I'll put retro look, but I won't put vintage. No, I, I don't want to throw people. That's like, I think it's a little a little shady. Mm. I can see that. You know, it's kind of like the people that we talked about. To Not Disneyland? Yeah, which people Not were Disney- saying that's keyword spamming. Yeah. So you don't want to do that. but. You know, I, I just sold a pair of like Reebok pumps that were vintage, and I'm really bummed because I sold them for I I want to remember like eighty five dollars, and I listed them a while back, and I probably could have sold those now for like $140, 100, like the prices are going up. I could have sold mm-hmm. them for one hundred forty hundred fifty. So it's it's only gaining more popularity. And again, Slobby's world, <laughs> what a title! Like if you look at that show, like all that stuff, like is eighties and nineties. So. Mm-hmm. You know, those of you that were born like you know, I was born in the late '70s, early '80s. Like, I would definitely remember in your childhood what you had. Like that stuff Ooh, is probably
0: money now. Bring pogs back.
1: I don't know about pogs. I know some people have sold pogs. Pogs. I don't think pogs has that much value yet.
0: No, I'm sure they don't. But I just, I just think they need to come back. Have we mentioned? Have I mentioned soaps on the on this? Soaps. Yeah. Okay. So you know how Healy's came back. Yeah, Achilles were big when I was younger and then they were away and now they're back again the other thing that was really big when I was younger and they I don't think they've come back yet they were called soaps I think that was the name of the brand of the shoe Are they like ski shoes kind of but they had on the on the on the, the 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 sole of the shoe there was like a little cave-in part where you'd have like a plastic or a metal uh plate really? and you could use those to grind on sidewalks so like the yeah, edge like of the set side- of shoes yeah, but it, you you didn't use like a skateboard. It was just the shoes you used. They had the plate on it, and so some of them were plastic. You can get metal ones that sparked, like when you would you know run. You just run as fast as you could, and you'd grind with just your shoes on um, on the sidewalk. But, anyways, um, yeah, I think those need to come back, and if if they're not back yet, um, we need to find a way to bring them back. No,
1: but they're money. So that that's I just looked it up, and I'm looking. Let's look at the soles real quick. So the soles themselves are going to tell us like if they're money, but. Yeah, I mean, you took, you're, t- you're t- wow. I'm looking at used
0: soaps, going well, for a hundred to two hundred dollars. Okay, so that is my bolo.
1: Wait, wait, you can't, you can't jump on my bolo and have your own bolo?
0: I, yeah, sure, why not? Oh you were generic. I was specific. Soaps. Okay. Well, how do you spell that? I don't. Is it just it's,
1: it's soap? Soap shoes. S O A P shoes. Soap shoes. But it's funny you bring that up. And and did you notice that I went to the same Salvation Army from your YouTube video that you made? Yep. Did you see what I picked up?
0: I know you got a bunch of of reef.
1: They're reef shoes, R-E-F okay? Yeah, from the '90s, dead stock. Mm. They're like surf skate shoes. Kind of, they're not like soap, so you can't like grind on them. But I've sold like I, I. It's crazy because we I got them for fifteen, and I listed them for like a, over a hundred dollars. Wow! And I just sold a pair for eight, over eighty bucks. It's like a best offer. Nice. So again, I'm saying like vintage '80s and '90s. Like definitely money, I and I'm looking look, first generation soap grinder. Okay, so it's it's I guess it's a tool that you use with the shoes. Twenty five dollars for just like that little tool.
0: Wow, just I, a key. Look
1: at that, two hundred forty. This is amazing. Okay, so yes, so I I get it. I think it's fair. I think it's good that we have this combo bolo for this episode.
0: Yeah. All right. What do you guys? I think you guys. So if you generic can relate- ninety stuff, specific buy soap shoes if you see them. And then my my other thing is those need to come back. Like if they're not back yet, I think I think that's how trends work, right? Like heelys oh. are back. Like before long, even if it's an off brand company, somebody's going to make shoes with plates on the bottom that kids can run and grind with their Wait, shoes. That, that's
1: our that's our private label. What
0: what are you doing? Oh man,
1: <laughs> maybe we should make a private label. I don't uh, know. Well. But I agree. Like skate shoes. Okay, so we can take it one step further. Skate shoes from the eighties and nineties. You're
0: going generic again.
1: Yeah, but it's a little more like they 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 don't look like things you can like run a mile in. No. Right. They're big kinda, old
0: boat shoes.
1: Yeah, they're boat. They're like the tongues like really yep. thick. Yep. Like.
0: Those shoes... Yeah, when money. I say boat shoes, I don't mean like shoes you wear on a boat. I mean, no, it looks like, like you got the, a boat on your on your foot. They're yeah. the big old puffy shoes. Well, there's boat shoes that are like
1: very top-side right. shoes.
0: Those are real boat shoes. Those
1: are real boat shoes. <laughs> You're talking about shoes that just look like...
0: you You got a boat on your foot.
1: But yeah, it's like squarish, kind of like a big shape on them.
0: Yeah. Uh, that, that was my jam, man. When I was in junior high, I was a poser, uh, which is somebody who pretended to be a skater. Nice, and uh, yeah, I was to the point where I had the big old, um probably payless brand uh, skate shoes, and all of the cool kids had like that their the front of their shoes were falling apart because of the way they'd ride their skateboard. I could never do tricks and stuff. So I literally would like mess it up on purpose and like duct tape it to make it look like I could. Oh um, yeah, so I'm familiar with the skate shoes. You guys get to know more about us each week. That's right.
1: like it is name dropping and and now poser and. I haven't talked about it. Who
0: name dropped? Did we name drop in this episode? No, remember we we removed it, so it's not there anymore. Oh, I see what you mean. The fact that I said your name. Gotcha.
1: Oh, my name's Orlando.
0: Orlando from Pier House Podcast.
1: Yes. All right. (laughs) This is getting a little awkward right now. Okay. So Bolo. Keep an eye. 80s, 90s, soap shoes, vans, vans again. If you get you can find some vans from the 80s or 90s, one of my biggest sales I ever had, and I'll talk about this another time was a pair of vans. Actually, two pairs of hands. I still have the third one. I'm waiting to sell. Nice. So we'll see what that happens. All right. So now that we've moved on from Bolo, let's talk about what are you looking forward to coming up here?
0: Um, having a week of acceleration and not just velocity.
1: We're going back to the quote of the week.
0: That's right. Bringing it full circle. Right. Yeah. I want that momentum again, man. It, you guys know what that's like. Just the feeling of. Your store is growing. You're you're sourcing more. You're listing more. You're getting those scores, and you're not just like kind of on cruise control. Okay. Um, so I'm ready to get out there and source. I'm ready to list more, um, and and just you know, crush it.
1: Nice. So do you have a certain number of listings you want? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> you know, we, isn't our word discipline?
0: Yeah, that's my discipline. discipline more of the year. More.
1: More this but Okay, I'll leave you alone. You're busy. I've been where you've been. Like I, it was, I, I'll never forget. Like there were those weeks where I didn't go listing. I mean, I didn't go listing. I didn't go sourcing at all for an entire week. And it was just like miserable. Like, and then eventually the sales died because mm-hmm. you don't have inventory. So I get it. So I'm looking forward to you coming back with an awesome report in a couple of weeks. That's right. About you accelerating. Accelerating. Gaining more velocity.
0: That's right. All right. What about you? What are you looking forward to?
1: I want to keep building my eBay inventory, but more importantly, and I, this is the third time I think I've mentioned this. I got to get ready for taxes.
0: Dun, dun, dun. And,
1: and the re- but the reason I want to get ready for taxes, you know, we're now there's the estimated quarterly, you know, that you got to pay if you're a full time guy, but I don't want, you know, cause I, I am not, I'm not submitting anything until the 15th of April. Mm. But I don't want to go into April and have these huge like shock eyes going, oh, my, I have to pay all of this. Mm. Like I want to know ahead of time. So, you know, whatever profits I make, I'm ready for it and I'm good to go. Right. Right. And and on top of that, I definitely what I'm finding right now as a full time, new full time reseller in January. Right. I've been doing this for six months, but I kind of feel like I don't have a set like this is what I'm doing during the week. Mm. Right. It's kind of like I go with the flow. So one day, like today, I woke up and I said, you know what? I got to get to the store and I got to do some sourcing. And I actually had planned out that I was going to take care of all my dual decks. And they're still sitting. Mm. I haven't Now, I did take care of all my business phones. I got those bubble wrap, but I still haven't sent them in like I planned on because I want to send a huge shipment into to Amazon.
0: You know what a good strategy for that is? And you tell me discipline. Well, discipline, but more specific. Um, a merry condo. And there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of different ways of doing this, but one thing I like to do, you know, plan out a month, then plan out a week, then plan out the day. But uh, write down specifically if you're just thinking like for the week, write down all the things you got to do that week, and then write a one next to all the things that are like most important, crucial. You've got to. do. Oh no, no, I've done that. Before. Two next to all the things that are eh, okay. Three See, next. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. Because then, because if you've got a one next, I've got to get through my dual decks, right? And then going sourcing is a two. Don't even do any twos until all of your ones are done.
1: See, and the reason I buck against that, because that's what I did as a vice principal. I had my to-do list every day. I had my priorities. You know, the hard thing is like today, like the the opportunity I had to source items was so huge. Like, even if it was a 10, it became my one right away. Mm. Like I had to drop everything I was doing. And go sourcing, it was such a good opportunity.
0: But would you have known that if you were at home listing those dual decks? No. But then the next day I would
1: have been like, I can't believe I missed out on that.
0: But would you have known you missed out on it?
1: I'm sure. Because we're on social media. Uh-huh. Like, here's it, the thing. This opportunity, like, I thought people were going to keep quiet about it because mm. it was a major opportunity. And it's still happening. Some of you, if you go on IG, you know what it's about. People are getting some major deals on things. But it's like you we can't you can't avoid it. Like that's the bad thing about social media is Mm. like you're always feeling like you're missing out.
0: Mm. FOMO.
1: FOMO, FOMO. I know FOMO. Not only a way to pack your mugs, but it's anxiety too. That's right. So all right, with all that being said, hey, make sure you're being real. Be relevant. And be reselling.